Welcome to Vintage Broadcasting, an old-time production created and produced by your Master of Ceremonies, Frank Oz. Stay tuned to hear various updates from around the world and here in the United States. We will be considering a variety of topics from history, sports, religion, and American politics. The conversations will be free-flowing and filled with Christian conservative views relating to all topics discussed. If you wish to participate, feel free to comment in the broadcast subject line and voice your opinion. Please keep your language controlled and civil as foul language will not be tolerated in any instance, but instead will be deleted immediately. We will not shy away from difficult topics and do not adhere to the socialist communist agenda in any way. We are Americans from the good old days. When men were men and ladies were respected, God was feared and children obeyed. We still believe in truth, justice, and the American way. Again, if you have a topic that you wish to discuss, let us know and we will do our best to address those issues. Thank you, and we appreciate your participation in this broadcast. We're going to continue our study on critical race theory, primarily because the fact is that many are telling us critical race theory is America's new orthodoxy. The problem that is arising is that we're seeing it taught in public schools, university settings, corporate America, and even from the pulpits of many of our evangelical churches. It's being taught as fact. It's creating a great divide within our society and within our culture, and if it continues, will have great ramifications on our financial situation, our economy, our culture, and our society as a whole. We'll start off with this. Karl Marx had a dream, not unlike Martin Luther King Jr. In his dream, he saw a society in which he had no opposition. All resistance was annihilated, and he saw the downfall of all governments, all economies, and all societies. Then, he wrote, I, Karl Marx, shall stride through the wreckage a creator. This was how Karl Marx envisioned his ideologies. This is how he saw it culminating. In a passage that's seen as an accurate description of the heart of Lucifer in the book of Isaiah, chapter 14, we read, How you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. How you are cut down to the ground, who laid the nations low. You, Lucifer, said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will make myself like the Most High. Now, when you consider what this is and compare it to what Karl Marx's dream consisted of, what do you think? Where do you think he got his ideas? What was his motivation? Many, many things are happening in America today at breakneck speed within the political world and things that will have detrimental effects on each and every citizen with particular and acute focus on the middle to lower classes. When these issues are mentioned in discussion with blue-collar working-class individuals, many respond in a defensive manner and have no desire to discuss the issue. The discussion generally follows along these lines. I really don't care what they think. If they must discuss these things, just leave me out of it. I'll be fine. I don't like to get into politics, and I just want to be left alone. This is the general consensus of the average American working man, the 9-to-5 grind and seeking to achieve the American dream. We put in our time, 
We collect our check that we hope to receive. All the time hearing our supervisors complaining that we're missing this or that, or people are not willing to work, or we're not doing enough, or thinking that we're smarter than they are. And in many cases, that may be true. We get micromanaged, pushed, prodded, played, and goaded into an unwilling submission, forced into overtime, declared to be mandatory, and fairly well expected to surrender our lives and our families to the corporation's desire and their aim, while management assures us, we have got your back. Now, the educated class is too busy to consider these things. There is an all-out bum rush to make a living. The more money and the more things you have, the better off your life will be. The more comfortable you will find yourself. When these matters are brought up for discussion, the initiator is generally seen as a conspiracy theorist who sees communist spies behind every tree, a radical, and perhaps, yes, even a Trump supporter. Serious discussions are rare, and any sort of depth of insight is rarely known. No discussion can be had with the majority due to a fundamental ignorance on the part of the vast majority. Jonathan Gruber, an MIT professor of economy and architect of the Obamacare health plan, openly discussed how Obamacare got passed onto the American public. He said, and I quote, lack of transparency is a huge political advantage and basically call it the stupidity of the American voter. Perhaps he held tightly to an old adage attributed to Mark Twain. It's easier to fool people than to convince them that they've been fooled. The working man nor the educated man want to believe they've been played. They just don't believe it. They won't believe it. So they refuse to listen to facts that may disprove what they have long held to be true. You don't want to change tradition. This is the way we've heard it and we hear it and it's been this way for a long time. White collar, blue collar, rich or poor, educated or unlearned, people fear change. They don't like it. We just want to be left alone. A fair desire, but it's an unrealistic longing. No man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main, John Doan wrote. We're all in the same boat, but most don't realize or recognize that fact. My boat's better. I have a big yacht. I have a rowboat. I use a kayak. But when the bell tolls, it tolls for me and you and him and her. We will never simply be left alone. There will always be someone out there, God, Satan, the government, the job. There will always be somebody out there who wants to control us. But we say in our heart, this will never happen. I am my own man, and I will do what I want to do when I want to do it. I will do what I think is right, and you won't tell me what to think. Really, do you truly believe that? Then why do you buckle your seatbelt every time you get into your car? Why do you clear your table when you leave McDonald's? Why do you color within the lines? There are many reasons and a multitude of answers that philosophers have provided and psychologists have given and theologians have determined. The conclusion is this, you are controlled a lot more than you realize. You are constricted and regulated spiritually, physically, and emotionally a great deal more than you want to realize or admit. Ideas are taught in our great centers of learning to students who are eager to learn. They will become proselytes. They'll carry the lessons they have learned to all sectors of society. They will apply the principles and ideologies they picked up. They will teach your children. 
just like others taught you and your parents before you. Some of the ideas are good, and they've proven to be honorable and well-founded. Others, evil and worthy of no consideration whatsoever. Ideology has been promoted that we have unwittingly embraced, and today they're as good as gold. Rachel Carson is a woman not many people know. She wrote a book called The Silent Spring. She is considered to be the matriarch of environmentalism. She wrote in opposition to the use of DDT, an insecticide which was found to be an excellent defense to malaria and various insects that carried the disease to others. She charged that DDT caused cancer. She had no scientific evidence to support this. It was her feeling, her conclusion. This has long since been proven to be a false claim. However, she wrote the book in a time of tumult in the United States. People listened to her. They heard her on TV. They listened to her on the radio. They read her book. And pretty soon, major institutions, universities, and schools began to teach that DDT was dangerous. We should no longer use it. She charged that it caused cancer. Due to information she provided in her book, DDT was eventually outlawed. The result where DDT had been applied, the malaria had all but disappeared. In Africa, malaria was on the downswing. It was almost eliminated altogether. However, when it was banned, malaria increased, killing hundreds of thousands and perhaps millions of people throughout the world. Extensive studies were conducted, some lasting in excess of 10 to 15 years regarding DDT and its use and application. It's been proven that DDT has no serious side effects on those who have had constant exposure to the chemical. Well, how far did the study go? Human volunteers literally ate, ingested DDT daily for 18 months, three times a day. None of these individuals experienced any adverse effect then or over a 10-year period as they were followed. Facts be damned, though. The public is still convinced that DDT causes cancer. And this has been proven to be patently false. It's a lie. Try to tell that to an environmentalist. Environmentalism has grown to be a multi-billion dollar industry. Presently, according to Congressional Representative Andrea Cortez, AOC, Global warming is moving at such a rapid pace that we have approximately 10 to 12 years left until the world is destroyed. Joe Biden has announced that the greatest threat to America and the world is global warming. This is just one of the greatest threats that Biden has mentioned. Great alarm is being created with such claims and people trusting the quote science are buying into fear. They're being alarmed. And when people are afraid, they're willing to surrender a great deal of their freedom in order to find peace of mind and safety. If it protects me, that is what I want. And ostensibly, this protection serves to protect the whole of society. So what do we need to do? And we're being told what to do. We're being told that due to the excessive temperature fluctuations, bats are literally dropping out of the sky. Birds and other animals are suffering greatly. The facts are nowhere to be found supporting these claims. We can prove, however, 
that the new wind farms that are being used to create less than 3% of America's electricity in response to the global warming, these new wind farms kill more than 30 million bats annually and more than 500,000 birds annually. Can you imagine the smile on Rachel Carson's face as she sees so many becoming so concerned about the environment? AOC is worried about all the bats falling from the sky, but yet she doesn't mention the 30 million being killed. It's a political thing. A great number of claims are being made regarding global warming and the dramatic shifts in the environment. These tectonic shifts are man-made, and they can be controlled if not eliminated altogether. We just have to submit to the government findings following their guidelines, and we need to obey. This past year, we were told to wear a mask, stay in your house, and it'll all go away. Just two weeks. Really? Really? Dr. Anthony Fauci is presently being exposed, as are the rest of those involved in this most recent episode, which wrecked the economy of nations. He followed the science. And his claim is that if you contradict Anthony Fauci, you're contradicting science itself. Really? Bill Gates is continually preaching that every individual on the planet must be inoculated. They must take the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, perhaps we need to review the escapades of Mr. Gates more in depth, but not in this article. According to environmental alarmists, Lyme disease is spreading due to the heat, the rise in temperature. The scientific fact is ticks fare far better in cooler regions. CO2 is going to destroy all plant life. Fact, CO2 causes plants to flourish and produce in greater quantities. So now the alarmists are telling us that lusher vegetation and more abundant plant life is a bad thing. Realists understand a climate more conducive to richer, more abundant plant life is far more beneficial rather than harmful. We're being fed a constant mishmash of lies and misinterpretations and opinions that are not based upon fact. Ronald Reagan was right when he said, The liberals and the radicals are so intelligent. The problem is that they just know so much about things that are just not true. What is at play here? What is at play? People fear change. So environmental science has become a political tool used to direct the public. People that are afraid are much easier and much docile when it comes to governance. They're far more willing to surrender if they truly believe that they're doomed to defeat if they continue. Presently, all stops are being removed. The collapse of the environment is costing us billions upon billions of dollars. The economic consequences are astronomical. Severe storms, they say, are becoming more frequent. Flooding is causing road deterioration and crop loss. This is global in its effect. Disease is spreading faster than we realized, and we need more money to stop these things, if, indeed, they can even be stopped. Fact, when the data is all accumulated and compared, it's discovered that really nothing has changed for centuries. We still have about the same rainfall. We still see approximately the same amount of flooding. However, the changes that we do find is due to land mismanagement and putting roads where they shouldn't be. All this is far greater than anticipated. The fear rises. The only one who can step in and provide relief is the government. 
They only have our best interests at heart, truly. We've elected some compassionate people who truly understands the needs and wants of the people. The only problem is this. None of these things that have been touted and promoted have been proven with empirical data. True science does not support the skewed findings of the liberal alarmist. The drama is elevated for a political reason. Whenever science and politics meet, science becomes a tool in order to control the people. And facts are translated, retranslated, rewritten, and misconstrued and misrepresented. Somebody needs to convince Chicken Little that the sky really is not falling. We're going to be fine. Turn off the liberal media. Turn off the news. Ignore the politically motivated science and disregard Dr. Anthony Fauci. Do your own research. Listen to true science. Compare findings and reach your own conclusions. These fears and alarms that are being promoted constantly for pure political reasons are exacerbating problems. The numbers are being exaggerated. Issues are being fanned into flames for political reasons. You need to depend on somebody, you see. The direction being provided has all signs pointing to the great and the mighty Oz. And if we band together, nothing is impossible. Really? And World War I was the war to end all wars. Me and my family, we made a decision a long time ago. We're going to serve the Lord. And when I'm afraid, I will trust in Him. It's far better to trust in the Lord than to put your trust in any man. Governments, when given absolute control, control absolutely. In the 20th century alone, absolute governments, totalitarian regimes, murdered well over 150 million of their own people. Yeah, really. The fact is, Jesus saves. And that is true. Thank you for listening to Vintage Broadcasting Series Number 1, The Great Reset. We hope this helps you stay informed and up to date with the understanding of why our nation is in decline and how this is being accomplished. The ultimate goal is to introduce you to the Lord Jesus Christ and to explain how he has made a way for us to be freed from sin and its consequences and to give to us eternal life. We do appreciate your participation and you are invited to continue with us as we consider these things. Thank you very much.